Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show, where we celebrate daily the United States of America and our American way of life. Glad to have you with us as we take on together the Marxist left Dems who are masters of this puppet president, Joe Biden, and his entire anti-American regime, agenda, and policies. You would think that Biden's approval rating and general poll numbers were in a burning trash heap, and they are. That's exactly why suddenly he's about to give away not just candy, but the entire candy store to the erstwhile Democrat coalition that will decide the fate of the Democrat Party in November. The Marxist left, who pretend to be mere Democrats rather than the totalitarians that they actually are, have gone full-on radical. They've taken the Dems over a public opinion cliff that is high, steep, and rocky at the bottom. Never in the 21st century have we seen such disastrous poll numbers for a president and a vice president and never have such abysmal numbers been more deserved. President Biden is quite simply an irredeemable failure as president. His agenda is ludicrous, his rambling, incoherent, and he has no credibility even as a puppet, an almost unimaginably low bar. His vice president, Kamala Harris, is, if anything, even worse, and she doesn't have the excuse of the ravages of aging and cognitive impairment at least from aging. And the party that, by whatever means, put them in power is about to be punished severely for their culpability in afflicting the nation with two such horrific, inept personages. Of course, the Democrats deserve far greater punishment. And if the polls are correct, the Republican Party will be, after the midterm elections, in a position to inflict such deserved punishment of the Democrats for years to come. The latest NPR and Marist poll shows what can only be described as contempt for Biden-Harris policies and performance, but also an historical shift in voter preference that is ground-shaking and great news for the republic. The two most profound and important shifts in that poll, in my opinion, come in the Hispanic and under 45 categories, party preferences. Hispanic voters choosing the Republican Party by 52%, and voters under the age of 45 choosing Republican candidates, 50%. Those numbers speak thunderously to the probability of a wave election this fall, and it raises the probability of a landslide for the Republicans. As this economy is contracting, the capital markets are in upheaval, and inflation is soaring. Electoral doom seems to be descending on the Dems. Their puppet Biden presses ahead as if he were an emperor, though, rather than a transitional figure. Ordering Title 42 ended this month, which will throw our borders even further wide open and inviting a surge of some seven to eight million illegals over the next year. And Biden also at the same time dismissing hundreds of billions of dollars in student loan debt as if he had the authority to do so. 
which clearly he doesn't. I'm delighted to welcome now to the show a truly great American, an outspoken patriot, media warrior, and host of the Steve Bannon's War Room, Steve Bannon. Steve, great to have you with us here on the Great America Show. Uh, let me start. Let me start with the economy. Uh, this was sort of a, this was a surprise, a, and the actual shrinkage in the economy a quarter over a year ago. And this is tough stuff. Well, Lou, you know they say unexpected, but we've been talking about this as you know, because you've been a guest of us a bunch in the war room now for at least we started talking about stagflation back on uh, Biden's phony inauguration day, but really started calling the shot Cortez and Navarro myself in the summer, and kind of we were talking about what quarter I was, quite frankly, to the first and second quarter, and these guys were to the third or fourth. They had said it, so I don't think it's unexpected. I think what people have to focus on what happened is that we are in serious. This is beyond stagflation, and I would call this. Uh, Lou Dobbs' lesson about America that nobody wants to talk about. Let's just go through some math for a second. They, they had projected 1% growth for GDP. Now, that's that's a walk down from where they were when they passed the $1.9 trillion American recovery plan and, they, and the collaborators of the Republican Party then working you know, on the infrastructure bill. These guys were all talking big talk. You know, at one time in the summer, they were talking about 3 3 4% growth, big-time growth. They've walked this number down to 1%. The reason that we have negative growth in GDP, 1.4% negative growth, instead of 1% positive growth, is because of trade. We have 7% inflation, price increase is 7%, but we've, uh, I think uh, exports are down 5. Uh, to 5.9 trillion, and uh, in exports and imports are up 17, or it's 5.9%, and imports are up 17.7%. Right. So once again, this is all driven by trade. We have $1 trillion negative trade balance. Lou, they never want to talk about trade. Everything that President Trump did on trade to try to get this, this begin to get this sorted out with China. He had the big deal they walked away from in May of 2019. He got the skinny deal, which was going to be a phase one in January of 2020. Uh, the Biden administration has totally thrown that to the wind. We have a $1 trillion trade deficit. And we're looking at, you know, we're looking at a, a, a recession here that in the beginning of it is, is that lethal combination of inflation price increases at 7% and higher. And at the same time, we're losing the core of our manufacturing base. We're exporting less and importing so much more, and it's killing us. I think 3.2% of the negative, negative GDP on just related to trade balances alone. This is the gospel of Lou Dobbs that you have preached for 30 or 40 years. Now you're seeing it come. And Lou, as you know, this is not easy to turn around. That was the miracle of Donald J. Trump. That was the miracle of Trump's economic program with the tariffs, the protectionism, and bringing jobs back uh, to the United States. Uh, this is the beginning of a very, very serious economic downturn for the United States. Deutsche Bank came out yesterday with a report that said we are in for a major recession in the West, and particularly in the United States. So I got to tell folks, elections have consequences. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. Well, there's certainly no doubt about the catastrophe that has ensued from uh, the election in 2020. Uh, Biden has not only been worse uh, than imagined, he is a Marxist leftist in the White House uh, with uh, a puppet president 
with masters who are even more Marxist left than he is. I can't think of a single issue in which this president uh, has taken a policy position that is not destructive of American issues, whether it's foreign policy, domestic policy, whether it's fiscal or monetary policy related. Uh, You talked about manufacturing. Uh, This is an economy that was set up. Donald Trump had created a foundation uh, for prosperity to to run, I truly believe, for at least two decades in this country. And this administration has devastated that foundation. And in fact, I, I don't know how we write this ship right now because we don't have sufficient uh, margin to manage the economy in any fashion. This is uh, okay. So you remember back in the 70s, I mean, you were reporting this. And, and when we had the last time we had runaway inflation, with a recession, which is this lethal thing called stagflation. Right. It took a Ronald Reagan and a Paul Volcker. It take, took, took two men of enormous stature, stature and political courage, and we had the balance sheet to do it. I mean, think about it for a second, Lou. In, in the trade area, we exports in one quarter fell almost 6%, and imports are up almost 18%. 3, 3.2% on your GDP just on trade. This shows you how endemic and systemic this is with prices going up. And we don't have the balance sheet. What, what, the, what the Uniparty has wanted to do is just use the Federal Reserve to print more, might do more quantitative easing, to juice the system more, to, to jack up asset prices. At the same time, on the fiscal side, they just continue to spend and spend and spend. And those days are over. We, we, we literally don't have the balance sheet we used to have. We don't have the financial flexibility we used to have. have. We are jamming ourselves in the corner that it's only going to take tough medicine to get out. And I'm not sure there's any politician out there until we get Trump back that's, that has the, really the, the stones to sit there and tell the American people this is what we have to do. We are, we are in a terrible situation. And to show you how feckless these people are, they sat there and go, and they said, oh, this is all unexpected. This is unexpected. They didn't think through the results of the policies they were putting in place. And here we are where we are. And I got to tell you, America, we are in, we are in deep, deep, deep financial, economic trouble. Uh, And and Biden's latest poll numbers, uh, we're looking at a a highly unpopular president with these policies and these failures one after another. But the good news is, I've got some good news, Steve. The Department of Homeland Security under uh, uh, Mayorkas, they're going to be in charge of a ministry of truth Uh, which should assure us uh, a a terrifically uh, uh, secure election, uh, one of great integrity. Aren't you aren't you just thrilled at this uh, idea that we would have uh, this Kafka-esque agency uh, aborning in the Homeland Security (laughs) Department of all places? You you know, Lou, I'm a big believer that there are no conspiracies, but I also say there are no coincidences. And it, it just strikes me as interesting. In the very moment that that uh, that Elon Musk makes a move on Twitter, right, to take over Twitter, at the very right. moment that Mayorkas now has to, there's all kind of articles and axios that he's going to be impeached, the first guy to impeach because of the invasion on the southern border. At the very moment he has to go to Capitol Hill and start defending his lack of a plan, they, they announce what they're really working on. And that's an information ministry, a ministry of truth over at DHS. I mean, it's, it's just not Kafka-esque. It's actually... It's so stupid. They think the American people can buy this now. That's, that shows you their arrogance and their hubris. But 
you know, here's the thing. They can have all the ministries of information they want. They have all the ministries of disinformation they want. They can't hide from brutal facts. And the brutal facts are we have a massive invasion on our southern border. We have a we have a one trillion dollar trade imbalance that's getting worse and actually financing our enemy in the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, we have an economy that's imploding. We have inflation that's run away. We have uh, major geopolitical mistakes uh, in Europe right now. There's not one area that these people have touched that they have not been, uh, shown their incompetence, their fecklessness, their radicalness, uh, and quite frankly, their anti-Americanness. So it is uh, the Ministry of Information. I, I can imagine over there in the White House and over the administration, when when everything you touch it, it, it turns out to be every effort you make is 10 times, the situation becomes 10 times worse than it was that you're going to try to now suppress information. But I, I hate to tell them it's just not going to work. I think in this instance, there is a conspiracy though, Steve, if I may, I, I agree with you in general. Uh, there, there are very few coincidences. This is not a coincidental and this is a conspiracy. I truly believe it. Every to, You know how difficult it is to manage government. You were an important part of the Trump administration, a chief strategist. And you know how difficult it is to get the entire government moving, a whole of government moving on an issue. We are watching every agency fall in line with this Marxist, uh, almost nihilist uh, ideology of this White House to a person. There is no difference. There is no dissent. There is no dissonance uh, among these agencies over the focus to destroy the country. This is an anti-American government right now. And the levers of power are in the president's hands, of course, but he is a puppet president. And he is there simply to have his strings pulled in the direction that the Marxist leftist cabal that is the management committee, if you will, of the uh, White House now uh, wants to take the nation. And it's an ugly, ugly direction we're headed in, isn't it? I think you're 100% correct. I mean, I think this is the, 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 the dangerous, and we're in such a dangerous time. I think the one of the reasons it's such a dangerous time is that this couldn't just happen by incompetence. Yeah. Like let's take let's take Mayorkas in the border. It's a very well thought through plan about how to exacerbate the. This is why I keep saying it'll be the first article of impeachment: how to initiate and exacerbate. And by this, we've had our reporters down in Panama outside the Darien Gap. We had them down in the spring, in the summer. We just sent them back there. And the Panamanians talk about you know Mayorkas was down there a month ago with five Black Hawk helicopters. He was down there to talk about working with the governments for what they call controlled flow. And that controlled flow, there's no efforts to stop to stop the people coming through the Darien Gap from Latin America, which is now, I think, 80 nations of the world. It's, not, it's, it's a controlled flow to get them up to the northern border uh, of Mexico and the southern border of the United States the quickest. This is where they, they are uh, systematically working on exacerbating uh, the flow of people across our southern border. And so, and I think that's why it'll be the They've first already, article of impeachment, the high crimes. I think you're right. I, I, I think you're, it would be well taken, that uh, that impeachment. Uh, but uh, we're, we're looking at 
2 million, 2.4 million have already in the in Biden's presidency, 2.4 million illegal immigrants have entered the country. Mark Morgan says 1.6 million of those have been distributed across the country without so much as a howdy do or fare thee well. Uh, and we don't know where they are, how much money is being spent, what the purpose is. Uh, but I do see it. an election is approaching. So I have a, a cynical thought of what the purpose could be. Uh, and we're going to be looking at five to seven million more as a result of the Title 42 uh, dismissal uh, come May 23rd. It, 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 it's obvious. Look, before you Ukraine, this is the border, as you've talked about, you know, it, Kamala Harris goes over to Ukraine or goes over to Poland and comes back or Hungary and comes back and talks about uh, Ukraine, that we've got to support Ukraine because it's about their you know, sovereignty and their territorial integrity and the, and the self-determination of the Ukrainian people. Well, <laughs> we're not seeing that on the southern border of the United States. This is an invasion. This is not like we've had a crisis on the border now for 20, 25 years. This is beyond a crisis. This is beyond a calamity. This is beyond a catastrophe. This is an invasion. Remember, Every month now, now with the, the eighteen thousand coming, it'll be five or six million. But just every month since Biden's been the illegitimate president, ever right. since he's occupied sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue, on average, one hundred fifty-six thousand to one hundred sixty thousand illegals have come across the border into the United States to remain. That is more people than landed at, at Normandy on D-Day. Right. So every month we're getting a D-Day-like invasion that remains in the country, and they're doing this on purpose. They, they want the votes. The Republican establishment wants the cheap labor, and now it's coming to, now it's coming to beyond a crisis. It has to be addressed. It's, it's, and, and the biggest supporters we have are working-class Hispanics in South Texas, southern Arizona, and the Rio Grande Valley that have had their lives destroyed because of this and had the labor pool diluted because of this. So this is why this coalition, this inclusive nationalism that we've been fighting for, this participatory populism, is now ascendant. Uh, but it's take, it's, it has taken uh, this administration and all its malfeasance uh, to get us here. Yeah, it, it is. It is quite. It's quite an era in which we live. And I have to just comment before turning to Ukraine, to Dick Durbin uh, and Senator Tillis. Uh, a, a ultra leftist and a uh, a rhino liberal uh, to to work out an amnesty program for illegals in this country. That's a priority right now uh, on the rhino side of the Republican Party and the extreme left of the of the Democratic Party. It, it's sickening to watch. Uh, these are two. This is not a, con, a negotiation. This would be just tell Senator Tillis what you want and it'll be done. Thank you, Senator Mitch McConnell, Majority Leader. It's, it's exactly opposite what Hispanic voters want. They don't want amnesty. What they want is security. They want economic security. They want stability. They want the end to the anarchy and chaos and, quite frankly, the competition for both working-class jobs and middle-class jobs. This is not what people want. This is what the establishment wants. Tillis wouldn't be doing this exactly right if Mitch McConnell didn't give him the go-ahead. And I want everybody in the, in the Great America Show audience, Everybody that gave money to Tillis, when he was begging for money, when he was begging for support, when he wanted all the great people down in the Tar Heel State to walk precincts for him and to knock on doors, this is exactly what he got. But Tillis has got to understand something. Just because you're going to go to civilian life, whatever law firm he goes to work for, he's going to work for, we're going to protest. We're going to stop this. There's not going to be an amnesty. We will not allow it.
Okay, this is not going to happen when our country's in a crisis, but it shows you the lack of character. I keep saying we've won election after election after election with Republicans on, on the on the back of the American working people and the, and the hardworking people in the Republican Party, the voters, the, the deplorables. And Tillis is exactly the type of traitor you get. You work like crazy yep. for the guy, and he's all he's all big talk when he's running. And he gets up here, and he's now before he's leaving, he's retired. And what he's trying to do is get the biggest payday he can get as a lobbyist. And what he wants to do is to, is to have payoffs for all these big corporations. And what he wants to do is more cheap labor. And that's yep. what he's working on. And he's going to have to face the consequences of this. Steve Bannon telling it exactly like it is. Steve, I want to turn, uh, I, again, I agree with you 100%. I want to turn to $33 billion that uh, President Biden uh, needs to support Ukraine. And I also love the fact that Volodymyr Zelensky uh, telling uh, Austin uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and uh, and our Secretary of State Blinken, don't come to visit me with, uh, with empty hands. Uh, this is a, a man who either has something on the Biden administration or has chutzpah that's uh, almost uh, an unheard of uh, in unheard of quantities uh, your reaction to 33 billion straight away for ukraine it's disgusting Let, let's just remember brown university uh they have a, a a center there for the study of war and brown university ladies and gentlemen is not the lou dobb show and not war room okay <laughs> they have a slightly different take on things their assessment of our fiascos in the middle east the iraq war and the afghanistan war was $9 trillion that's spent or obligated, $9 trillion spent over those 20 years. We have 8,000 dead American men and women service members. We have another 50,000 wounded. We have, what, 20 suicides a day. We have PTSD with these young people everywhere. And, 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 we've, and we lost two countries and, quite frankly, a big part of the Middle East, $9 trillion. Afghanistan, which I fought when I was in the Trump administration, remaining there any longer, but having a smart long-term plan to get out, but have a date you get out and get out and, and leave, not just with dignity, but with something that was there worth the fight. The, the, the Pentagon lied to us and told us to take us $10 billion a year, and we said it will take $50 billion a year. It took $50 billion. What you're seeing in, in, in the Ukraine is disgusting. With our economy shattered, with our, with our trade base or with our manufacturing base, it's all gone to China with no great high-paying jobs for people. $33 billion just for the next five months, why Europe, why today it's announced that the Russians have made two times their money on oil revenues because they're putting it to the Europeans. The Europeans are still buying all the natural gas. They haven't backed off. Now the Russians are making them pay in rubles, and they're going to pay in rubles. The Europeans are not paying enough to defend themselves. They're, they're still buying Russian natural gas and financing Putin and his henchmen, and now the oligarchs are making more money, and they want us. So Europe's uh, paying more, right? They're not changing their lifestyles at all. The Russians are making more. The, the, the Europeans comes to still some of the Russians' arms. The Europeans refuse to meet the 2% of GDP per NATO country to defend themselves, yet the American taxpayer has to come up with $33 billion just for, just for five months. How about this for a plan? You get nothing, okay? Here's what we should do. The third most corrupt nation on earth by the people that do the analysis of that is Ukraine. The seventh most uh, corrupt nation on earth is Russia. 
The Ukraine has wealthier oligarchs than Russia, and they've been stealing American money that's been going in there for a decade. Here's number one. Before we send a penny, we want every oligarch in Ukraine stripped of every asset they have, all their bank accounts frozen, all their yachts stolen. We want all those billions of dollars put in first. Once that's put in, okay, then we go to phase two. Phase two, the delta between the 33 and what they take from the oligarchs has to come from Germany, France, the United Kingdom, Sweden, Norway's got a trillion dollar oil fund. The Europeans have to pay for this. The United States should not put in one penny. And I will tell you, any Republican that votes for this at all or supports one penny of this should be primaried and should be removed from office. Here's the amount of money we should put forward to Ukraine right now. Zero. Okay. The Ukrainian oligarchs are to come in first with their tens of billions of dollars they've stolen. That all go in and then the European countries, starting with Germany. Germany should pay first. The rest of them should follow and then get back to us next year and, and we'll see where we are. But we have 40 Republican senators, as you well know, Steve, who signed a letter to Biden saying put up the no-fly zone, to, uh, which, was a, which is a red line for Vladimir Putin. He has told everyone and 40 senators, including the genius Mitt Romney uh, and, and Lindsey Graham, what they want to go start a war with Russia. There is a you can just feel the cadence quickening uh, in in the Republican Party. They want they want with Joe Biden to start a war that they can have for their very own right now. I truly believe it. And I truly believe we've got to watch them like hawks to to do whatever we can to stop them. The ignorance is palpable. The direction, unfortunately, I think, is becoming clear. That's what they're trying to provoke. What do you think? I think 100 percent. I think these war, these chicken hawks that are tied to the defense industry. And by the way, any if we ever allocated any arms at all, which I'm adamant that we should not, but if we do that, because I think that's a I think that's an escalation and we want to de-escalate. But if we do, it should be guaranteed they come with no profit margin from the companies at all. They should be bought at cost from the defense manufacturer. Make sure nobody's making money on this. Okay, no. You have people that are egging on right now with the existential threat of the Chinese Communist Party. There's no, not one mention on Capitol Hill of 400 million people in China in hard lockdown. We haven't demanded we get into the Wuhan lab. We haven't demanded any information about this uh, virus from the Chinese Communist Party or the People's Liberation Army. We have more people in hard lockdown in the basically the eastern side of China than is the population of the entire United States. And you right. don't hear anything from the Biden administration. You don't hear anything from the mainstream media. Yet they're maniacally focused on the Russian-speaking eastern border of Ukraine in the middle of the Eurasian landmass. This has to be stopped. And any Republican, including Mitt Romney, anybody that pushes this forward has to be held accountable for it. Amen. Steve Bannon, Bannon's War Room. Steve, you're a great friend, a great American, and... Uh, I really, really appreciate you being with us here today. And uh, if, if I can make one request at the end, certainly. and I do think we need to do this, I think because what we saw in the GDP today, in the fact that enough people don't talk about it, particularly now that President Trump is, uh, is we're getting ready for win the presidency the third time, right? Right. Your talks on, on the trade, your talks on the trade balance, this, the reason was unexpected, we called it, 
But the reason it was unexpected, the mainstream media in the White House, they don't focus on trade imbalances. They've never taken it seriously. You told us for decades and decades and decades, this is what's stripping America of its wealth. This is what's stripping America of its opportunity. This is what's stripping America of its jobs. And this is what's stripping the American working family of not just jobs, but careers and futures. We need to hear Lou Dobbs more on this trade because I got to tell you, Lou, this trade is about to spin out. We have a $1 trillion trade deficit with our mortal enemies, the Chinese Communist Party. We're essentially financing our mortal enemies. And this is going to end very badly. And if I can make one request from a huge fan and a member of your audience, we need more Lou Dobbs on trade because it's the only way we're going to understand what are the policies we need to get ourselves out of here. As a matter of fact, it's I, as you well know, I I love talking economics, uh, and uh, yes. particularly trade because it is it is such a uh, an important issue, and we were so close. The Trump administration had laid the foundation for balanced global trade, and these yes. idiots spoil it. Uh, but now it's even worse than ever. So. Steve Bannon, thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Lou, love doing the show. Thank you very much. Honored to be on. We're honored to have Steve Bannon with us. Tomorrow, our guest will be Congressman Jim Jordan, a great patriot who's been making a difference since the day he arrived in Washington, D.C. We'll be taking up the left's war on the American right and the Biden regime's bizarre and destructive agenda and behavior. That's here tomorrow. Please be with us. Till then, thanks, everybody, and God bless you, and God bless America.